Okay, welcome Ashlyn to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on it and talking with me. Um, I wanted to ask you the first question. I know you're studying um, integrative healthcare, and so I was curious to know what that is and what made you decide to choose it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, okay, so I'm studying integrative healthcare in Colorado, and it's kind of a long story how I got here. So I guess I can share a little bit about yeah. that. So I grew up as a professional dancer, well, a competitive uh-huh. dancer. I wanted to be a professional dancer. And that was my whole life. That was my everything. I couldn't see myself doing anything other than that. So I ended up going to a university in California and I was majoring in dance last year. And the whole time, I guess to kind of rewind a little bit, a few years ago, my freshman year of high school, I had a lot of struggles with mental health issues, mm-hmm. um, a lot of self-image, self-worth, body image issues that I think kind of came from the dance world. Mm-hmm. It's a very competitive, intense world, but it also is just my personality. I'm a perfectionist. Um, I love to just try to keep everything in my control, which I'm working on still. So I think that kind of came from that. (laughs) Um, But then, so during that period of time, I struggled a lot with my mental health and I ended up being put on medication and I went to a lot of counselors. Um, It was pretty, pretty dark. I was even suicidal at some points of that. So it was a really hard time in my life, but it, it's shaped everything from there Mm -hmm. in a positive way. So I got through that part and I continued on in high school and I was feeling much better my junior and senior year of high school. And then I went to this university and I kind of discovered along the way how much my mental health was connected to my physical health. So I started changing my diet and I started cleaning up all of my like personal care products and making sure they were all really Mm non-toxic and safe. And I noticed that my mental health was just getting better and better and better. And I wasn't really trying to improve my mental health. It was just happening. So I kind of had this side passion of like health and wellness and all of this because it was making me feel so good. And so that was kind of in in the back of my mind while I was doing this dance degree at university. And all of a sudden things just didn't really feel right. I just kind of felt like I needed to change courses which was kind of scary for me because like I said, I'm kind of a control freak and I just had envisioned this path for my life for so long and it just didn't really feel right anymore. I guess that's the only way I can explain it. I just knew in my gut and in my heart that I just needed to make a shift. So I ended up leaving that university and transferring to the university that I'm at now and I'm studying integrative healthcare, which is kind of just everything that I'm obsessed with. So like alternative medicine and natural healing and just taking care of our bodies and the planet and our minds. And I really love it. So I guess that's kind of a long answer to your question. (laughs) I love that. I loved how you talked about um, how our bodies affect our mental health, just because I really believe that it's all connected, like our minds, our bodies, like our spirits, they're all connected. And when you take care of one, you're really taking care of the other ones too. and I've, I love all things wellness and I've been trying to do a lot of um, changes in my diet and also just um, 
my lifestyle i've been i've been trying to adopt a zero waste lifestyle it's so hard um and i know (laughs) i know sometimes when you want to like make those changes it can feel so daunting just because um i think you've adopted habits throughout your life and um with those i guess accumulation of those habits like wanting to make those changes all at once can feel really really hard so i want to know for you what are some I guess baby steps are simple things that you have changed in your lifestyle in the past couple years um, that you feel have been really life changing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I always feel like to me the foundation of wellness, of mental health, spiritual health, anything is what you eat because that's just mm-hmm. such an easy place to start. And that's you're eating three times a day, maybe snacks. I don't know, everyone's different, but that's a very important part of our lives and has a huge impact on everything. So that's where I would start. And for me, I think everybody is different and what everyone should be eating is completely different. So whether you think being vegan or plant-based is better, or you enjoy eating really high quality animal products, whatever fits your body is what you should do. But everyone needs to eat a lot of vegetables. That's Everyone can agree on that. <laughs> vegetables should be the majority of our food. And everything should be really high quality. So eating mm. organic has made a huge difference for me because a lot of the pesticides that are sprayed on our crops can actually damage our gut microbiome, which then damages our brain and our mental health. So just that one simple swap of like eating the same foods that you're eating now, but buying them organic could really make a huge difference. And it's better for the planet too. But I know people say that that can be expensive. But Mm -hmm. for me, I just prioritize my health over everything else. So Mm -hmm. I don't spend money on a lot of clothes or like fun things like that, because I'd rather put it towards something that I know is going to make me feel really good in my body. So that's kind of the first place I would start is diet. Um, And then from there, I would say having some sort of mental practice or something in your routine that is a quiet time for you. So for me, that's meditation and prayer. Those two things have been huge for me. Um, But any time that you can just like slow down and take a deep breath, because stress is such a huge factor for health. And we live in such a fast paced world, even with COVID right now and things being shut down. It's just so important to slow down and really connect back into with yourself and with God or the universe, whatever you believe in, and really remind yourself why we're here. What's the point of all of this? That yeah. this life, like it's that's been huge for me because it carries over into regular life. So I have my little time where I meditate and pray and check back in with myself. And then that carries over into the way that I eat and the way that I talk to people and what things I buy, how I treat the planet. Because when you know deep, when you're connected with your intuition and you know Mm. the meaning of why you're here and the purpose of life, it's really hard to do harm to others or to animals or to the planet because you just, you just feel so connected. I don't know if that answers your question. (laughs) I love that. Yes. You just stated everything I think so beautifully. Um, Yeah, I I feel the same way in the sense that um, when you're connected to yourself and also connected um, to other people and connected to the environment around you, it's so hard to do harm because it's like, Mm -hmm. why would I harm 
the planet or why would I harm other people when I feel that's also harming myself? Um, but yeah, I think, I think the diet change, um, just like small, small changes, I think is so important. Um, and Mm -hmm. I loved how you mentioned that it it looks different for every, every Mm -hmm. single person. The things that I eat are probably really different from the things that you eat, but I think that's why it's so important that we're connected to our bodies and we know what our bodies need and how they respond to certain foods. Um, I've yeah. been learning about intuitive eating. I've been like trying yes. to like do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I think it really helps me, especially because sometimes um, like I will crave junk food and I'll eat it and then I won't crave it for two weeks versus if I feel that I have to count my calories really hard or I can't eat certain foods, like just listening to my body and then responding to what my body needs at that time. Um, I've noticed that really does make such a huge difference. Um, and then I wanted to talk to you about gut health because it's something I don't really know a lot about, but I know you, um, like, you know, a lot about it. So, um, why don't you, you talk about, about that? Okay. So the reason I know a lot about gut health is because I had a lot of digestive issues ever since I was an Mm -hmm. infant. So that has always been my like thing that my body has struggled with. And I'm sure that that played a role into my mental health because the gut and the brain are so connected and those two are very close. So whatever's going on in your gut is going to affect your mood and your brain and your emotions. So I'm sure that probably had something to do with it. But the more I'm learning about health, and obviously I'm not a doctor, this is just things that I'm learning and reading. But the more I learn about health, the more I realize that your gut health is key. Like that is the thing that makes the biggest difference with your health. So 80% of your immune system is in your gut. So just by paying attention to your gut health, you can actually impact your immune system. And like I said, you can impact your mood. It's really like, I like to think of it as like the control center of our bodies. It's like where everything goes on. And if there's something out of balance or irritating or causing inflammation in your gut, it's going to affect everything else. So I think one thing, a lot of people, you kind of hear the word gut health all over the world now, all over the internet. And a lot of people don't even know, like, what does that mean? What is gut health? Yeah. And I think it's really just living in a way that prioritizes your gut and understanding what things are going to trigger issues in your gut and then how you can mm-hmm. help support your gut. So that can be simply just not eating inflammatory foods. So for some people, gluten and dairy can be really inflammatory. So for me personally, avoiding those foods has made a huge difference. But for other people, it might not cause an issue. So that's, like you said, where everyone's different and we have to check in and see if it's true for you. Also things like inflammatory oils. So a lot of the like canola oil and peanut oil and soybean oil and things like that, that most like fast food is cooked in. And it's actually in a lot of packaged foods too. Those oils can cause a lot of inflammation in our gut too. And that can cause issues. Um, And then Also, like I said, eating organic is important because it can tear holes in your gut lining and cause Mm -hmm. leaky gut, which is not good. Um, And then also incorporating probiotic foods. So things like fermented foods or I love coconut kefir. It's so yummy. (laughs) I find it at natural grocers. It's super good. Um, Or you could take a probiotic too if that's something that you are interested in. But all of those things can help support your gut microbiome and they will make you feel much better overall. Yeah. 
that those are really I I have never heard of a lot of things that you were saying, but I definitely want to look into those now. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about um like gut health, um, like making sure you're healthy with your body. Um, and so now I kinda wanna talk about making sure like your emotions are healthy. Um, just because I think a lot of people I'm sure can relate to this. Um, that so I don't think we're always taught how to express our emotions in kind of a healthy way. I think we're sometimes taught to kind of just repress them or um, we don't really know what to do with them. I know for me, um, I felt like I labeled a lot of my emotions in the sense that um, if I was feeling angry or if I was feeling um, maybe bitter, I would be like, oh, those are negative emotions. Those are bad emotions. Instead of just being like, no, those are those are parts of myself that I need to listen to and um, understand. Um, so I want to know for you, how do you kind of balance your emotional health? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And to be honest with you, this is still something that I'm learning and working on right now because it's been kind of a theme throughout my life. Um, it probably has to do with the control perfectionistic side mm -hmm. of me. But I think that turns into, like you said, a negative thing because you're trying to control your emotions so much that it you're you're harming yourself by not letting yourself feel. Yeah. And this has actually been something that I've been working on over quarantine because I just feel like there's so many changes that have been happening in the world. And especially for you and me, people our age, it's kind of been a little bit of a shock to our to our system because we had this whole like generic plan like we go to school we finish school yeah. but like everything is so different right now and at times I find myself feeling kind of angry about the world and how mm -hmm. it is right now and for the first time in my life I'm actually letting myself feel that emotion so yeah. instead of labeling it as anger or sadness or something like that the thing that has helped me the most has been closing my eyes and truly trying to feel where that emotion is in my wow. body. So instead of just thinking like happiness, I would think, what does happiness feel like? Like, is it in my heart? Is it in my head? Is it tingling in my hands? Like, what does happiness yeah. feel like? And then you can use that with negative emotions too. So like, if I'm feeling really angry or upset, I'll do the same thing. And I find that when I do that, it actually amplifies the emotion. So all wow. of a sudden and the anger becomes even more which might be scary but if you just like lean into that feeling wow. and you don't try to like put up a guard and block yourself from feeling it then I just like let myself cry and let myself release and then I feel so much better afterwards versus just like bubbling it all in and never feeling it and then yeah being mean or annoying to other people because I'm hiding my emotions and that has helped me a lot. I don't know if that answers that question either. But No, I love that. I am so going to implement that. I have never thought of just um, figuring out where that emotion is like coming from. It's kind of related to like um, how your like emotions are tied to your body because I just yes. never, I never really put that together. But that sounds, I, I really like that. I'm going to, I'm going to try doing that. It, it reminds me a lot of um, being present because I think it's really easy to disassociate sometimes, especially um, in discomfort. I've noticed I do that a lot when I get uncomfortable. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go to the attic of my mind now. And <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I'm like, not gonna feel, it's fine. Everything's pleasant up in my imaginary scenario up here. Um, 
And I think meditation is really, really helpful for that. I, I'm not as consistent as I should be um, because sometimes it's hard just to sit because um, I think even just the idea of sitting can feel so uncomfortable sometimes because you're like, all right, I'm going to sit, especially like you were saying, we live in such a fast paced world where it feels like if you're not doing anything or if you're not working on a next task, you're kind of being unproductive or wasting time. But I've, I've learned that when I do slow down and when I am present, I feel so much better and I feel so much more connected and I feel like I have so much more to give instead of when I feel like I'm constantly on a timetable running. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also with that, something that has been a huge lesson for me because I try to remind myself that we are our own generation. This is a new generation, our age yeah. of people. And we're not here to do things the same way that older people have done it. So with meditation, there's a lot of like, I don't know, there's a lot of rules. Like it's like, you must mm -hmm. do this for 20 minutes every day. You must sit cross-legged on the floor. You must close your eyes, like all of these <laughs> like rules. And for the when I was first learning how to meditate, I was totally following all the rules because I didn't know how else to do it. But yeah. now I've learned that that's actually counterproductive and that's not helping. So some days, to be honest with you, I won't even do a full meditation. Like I'll sit down and think, oh, I, I just feel like I can't do it today. Today, I'm just going to take yeah. five breaths and that's good enough for today. And having grace with myself and not being yeah. upset for not following the rules is part of the practice. That's part of meditation is like um, learning to let things go and go with the flow and trust your intuition. And if you do that, then you can't do it wrong. So even if you're not sitting yeah, down cross-legged so. and meditating every day, but you're maybe you're driving and you're paying attention to how your body feels as you're driving and you're breathing deeply, like that can be a meditation too. So that has been huge for me to learn. Yes, I love that. Oh my goodness, that was <laughs> so well put. Um, I think that's, that's so freeing for me to hear that. Um, like there's no right or wrong way to do it, especially because I think when people think of meditation, they kind of think like, um, like in a corner, <laughs> like it's weird. Yeah. But, um, I, I like the idea of just taking five breaths. I've been trying to do that. I'm really trying to slow down my pace to the rhythm of my breath oh, and yeah. actually being, um, in tune to that. Like, um, I, we don't breathe fast paced, especially because I'm learning, um, our breaths are so connected to, I think it's like our sim sympathetic system yeah, or parasympathetic. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's connected to fight or flight. And um, mm -hmm. I've noticed, um, like sometimes I can feel so anxious about something, and then just like taking the time to like be in tune with my breath and like slowing my breathing down. That can be so calming, especially because our bodies don't always know the difference between um, like if I don't know if someone's charging at us versus mm -hmm. if we're nervous for a test and our <laughs> bodies will react in the same way like we're nervous for a test and our body's reacting in the way that if a person was charging at us um, exactly. by like going to fight mode yes and so yeah. like slowing my breath down is like really connected to that and I never really understood that I never really understood how our breaths are connected to our bodies our breaths are connected to um like slowing down the anxiety um, mm -hmm. so it's been really helpful to, to learn that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've been learning that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I also wanted to ask you, um, since the podcast is called grace and growth and you kind of touched on, um, uh, giving yourself grace, I want to, I want to know what is 
an area you feel like you're growing in and how you're giving yourself grace as you grow in that? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, man, there's so many. I feel like for me, the one that has been the biggest theme through the phase of my life that I'm in right now has been accepting the way that I look physically. And I think that has come from dance, but everybody mm. feels this way. I know my mom has experienced this and it makes me sad because I look around in our world and women specifically, I feel like there's such a lack of self-love for our bodies yeah. physically, the way that we look. And I think that is just passed down generation to generation. It's like, oh, well, my mom doesn't like the way that she looks and her mom doesn't like the way she looks mm. and her mom didn't like the way she looks. And like they all like everyone, I'm not saying for my family specifically, but just yeah. people in general, everyone goes on diets and it's like, how can I change my body? How can I have a swimsuit bikini body like that whole thing and it's really really harmful for us to all be thinking that way and it's not our fault because we didn't know anything different this is just the way that the mm -hmm. world presents body image to us but for me breaking that cycle and saying that ends with me I am going to fully love and accept my body exactly the way it is no matter how it looks and accept that it's going to change too because that's normal loving myself exactly the way I am and breaking that cycle is going to impact my children and their children. And I feel like it's just such an important job for us to do because it's really going to change the world. If everyone loved themselves and loved the way that they yeah. looked, we would have a completely different world. So I think that's been the biggest thing that I've been growing through and learning through. And obviously it's always an up and down challenge yeah. and there are some days where I feel way more insecure about myself and other days I feel really confident about myself and that's just part of the process too so having grace with myself through that has been huge too yeah oh my gosh I'm so glad you brought that up and I think that's so important and um I just love how honest you were about that because I know I've struggled with that and I'm sure so many mm -hmm. other girls have also struggled with that and I, I really do think we're given this false standard of what beauty is. It's like beauty does not look like one body type. Beauty looks like all body types because all body types are beautiful. And I'm learning that when I accept my body the way it is, it's so freeing. Like self-acceptance is so freeing instead of <laughs> feeling like I have to strive for this standard. Especially because even when you reach that standard, I think what you what you sow in self-love you reap in self-love and what you sow in self-hatred you reap in self-hatred and so yes. if you're making all these diet changes or you're making all these fitness changes because you hate your body even when you reach that um like level of that standard that you were trying to reach you're still going to hate your body because you reaped all, like you sowed all of that in self-hatred but if yes. you make these changes in self-love like you want to eat healthier you want um you want your mental health to be better because you love your body and you love yourself i think when you reach that like that place that or that goal that you're trying to get to you're going to love your body and you're going to love yourself because you sowed that in self-love mm -hmm. so i love everything you just said yes and i also <laughs> yes. think that that has a lot to do with diet so like that's been hard for me because i I also have struggled with disordered eating before too. Mm -hmm. So that has played a role in that. But one thing just to give a little tip that I'm playing with right now that I think is really helpful is when you're eating your food to first of all, breathe and feel grateful for the food that you're eating because mm -hmm. that makes a difference too. 
whether you pray or you just set an intention either way. But then also when you're eating, allowing that food to be accepted into your body. I feel like uh, for me personally, I kind of have this guard up sometimes when I'm eating of like, I don't want this food to like go into my body, like, ah, (laughs) but (laughs) just like letting myself like fully allow the food to go into my body and nourish my cells and give me energy. That has been a huge game changer for me with body image because then I connect eating to self-love and then it it just turns eating into this like beautiful ritual versus like a stressful situation. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I <laughs> I love the idea of just turning ordinary things into something beautiful just because eating is such an essential part of our lives. And it's I always rush when I eat. Like I literally swallow, devour my food. I do not I do not set an intention. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna eat this in two seconds. And so I think being intentional and being like and letting myself savor food and be like, wow, I really like the taste of this. Um, I I think that really I don't know, that makes a difference. I think it it helps me be more present and it also helps mm-hmm. me be more grateful and mm-hmm. it, it helps me appreciate the ordinary things in life more. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I'm not perfect yeah. either. I sometimes I rush. Oh yeah, eat, but I try my best. <laughs> yes, that that is that's what matters. Like that's what counts. Yes. Um. So I know you have a blog, and I literally I'm in love with your Instagram page, <laughs> and then you. you also have a website. So tell us um where we can find you. <laughs> okay, so my Instagram is called Ashlyn's 180 Life, and I love just sharing fun things that I'm doing on there. Um, it feels kind of like a creative outlet for me. It's really fun. And also that's where we met. So I think that's super yes! cool. <laughs> um, and then I have a website. It's called Heart Led Wellness. And it's kind of like a side passion project for me. So it's still in the works of where I see that going. But yes, I have a blog on that website. Um, it's just heartledwellness.com. And I try my best to post blogs on there just with recipes or eating tips or anything like that. I'm a little behind right now because of finals at school and everything, but I need to get back on my blog post train. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yay. I will link all of that below so that um, the listeners can find it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was so fun. I've literally learned so much from you. I have so many tips that I'm like, okay, I'm going to be thankful for my food. I'm going to slow down. (laughs) I'm going to take breaths now. Um, No, thank you so much for having me. This really means a lot to me. And I love just having conversations like this. I think our world needs more raw, vulnerable, truthful conversations. Yes, of course. (laughs)